0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that song. That was to introduce Bridget Leslie with a similar theme. She speaks with internet star Mariama Sose, the deaf chef, who lost her hearing one day, as she explains. But she's focused on her ability, not her disability. And she's achieved a large social media following. And she encourages others in the deaf community, particularly here in Australia, to do the same, to tell their story. So team member Bridget Lizzie organised to interview the deaf chef over video with the chef's nephew, interpreting the questions and answers using sign language, presumably British sign language. Mariama was originally from the Gambia, but now lives and works in the UK. It's a great story.
1: I'm speaking with Chef Mariama Sose today. She was born in the Gambia and her Name really that made her famous is the deaf chef. We're going to find out why soon enough. She is a TikTok sensation, over ninety two thousand followers on her account, and one point nine million likes. She is here with her nephew Rashad, who is helping us with the interview. Chef Sose and Rashad, welcome.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it it's been um. A wonderful opportunity to get to know you. Your story is so unique. Uh, you are about the only chef that I know of that's putting her work out there who represents the deaf community. So, where did it all start for you?
3: She went to Coventry College Henley campus for um, a chef course, and along with the experience of cooking since she was eight years old. So, it just became a natural thing.
1: And you lost your hearing at the age of four. Take us through that journey.
3: She said that it was just a normal day, really. She was happy. She was playing with her cousins and family and neighbours. And then she sat outside in the sun. And then all of a sudden she just like, she fainted almost. And she said she went into a coma and everyone tried to get to her and she, no one could get to her. So they all had to get to Senegal because the doctors in Gambia didn't know what to do. So they were, she went to Senegal. And she told, she said that she forgot, she forgot everything of her history when she performed meningitis. So she said that after, when she was cured, she said it was like a new birth, birth a new, a new Mariama.
1: And so the your new identity was formed. We take sound for granted all the time. How do you deal with not being able to hear but still enjoying what you do? Uh, you know, we often hear the sound of ingredients cooking.
3: So she said most people have their five senses and some people like her don't. She said her body's lack of four other senses are more enhanced to see her lack of hearing. For example, she can smell when foods are ready, overcooked, or undercooked. And also if she puts something in the microwave, Obviously, she can't hear the ping, so she just she can memorise the time and the length so she knows where to go or when it's ready.
1: It's awesome. It's incredible, isn't it? Um Now, tell us about Gambian culture and your favourite dishes to cook, because this is your uh, speciality, isn't it?
3: She said that the history goes really far back. So she said that... Our ancestors, they didn't know, she doesn't know how they got the ideas to see one thing and make a food out of it, turn okra into okra soup. How to make it a different texture, and how to make it a healthy dish too. So when her mom used to cook, working hard in the kitchen, they'd use a massive plate with a lot of rice and sauce, all the different flavours and all of that in the sauce and, and the, they eat on the floor, About the compound about the
2: house,
3: and what's the amazing thing is her mom used to call the neighbours, people around the neighbourhood to come and eat with them, nobody gets left out, and they all sit round, you all we'll just have to bend your knees and just eat around the, around the plate.
1: And uh, my understanding is that there are dishes made specifically to share. So, really, the whole concept is compound food sharing and living as well, isn't it?
3: So, you're right. Yeah, that's how it is.
1: And what do you miss about the Gambias now that you're living in the UK?
3: So, she misses her home she's just always dreaming about her name and thinking about her memories as a child that she can remember,
1: obviously. I remember
3: the things that she's cooked
1: when she was younger. Your name, The Deaf Chef, is known by over 92,000 people on TikTok alone. Talk us through the meaning of the name.
3: Well, she, it's simple, really. She's not just a deaf person. She's a deaf person who does cooking. And she's not just a chef. She's a, a chef who is deaf. And deaf. she wants to be proud of what she does, how she is. And, yeah. I don't, but, and she's always wanted to be a chef. And, but, and she wasn't going to let her being deaf be a barrier to that. Deaf and chef together. That's how deaf, she is.
2: Deaf,
3: she said the hearing people us we it's easy for them to develop it's this is a simple road but but um, because she's deaf it's supposed to be a rocky road and she said she doesn't that's not how she wants it to be she wants all the deaf people the deaf community in australia uk she wants everyone to stand up don't don't go down if you're deaf let that let let being deaf encourage you to be more
1: that's awesome let being deaf encourage you to be more it's an incredible way to live and also think. Tell me about your favorite dishes that you cook for your famed rapper nephew, Parcelo.
3: It's ever is favorite, and it's a Gambian street popular dish. It tastes the best dish ever because Parcelo's favorite. It tastes almost like a soup. It's like sour, it's sour and spicy at the same time, it's got fish in it, it's a seafood dish. If you eat it, you will love it immediately.
1: And what ingredients go into it?
3: Ebe. Inside Ebe, it's a seafood dish, so fish, mackerel, crab, prawns, That's those are the four main things that go inside of it, really. Those are the four main things that go inside of it, really. The pepper, cassava, and lemon, and scotch bonnet, of course.
1: Of course, and uh, it's the Caribbean favourites, the scotch bonnet pepper. Jamaicans love it. People in the Trinidad and Tobago love scotch bonnet pepper as well. So really, you're looking at Gambian influence in the Caribbean islands as well.
3: So It is very spicy, yeah, so that's why we love it. It's really popular in Gambia as well. And different West countries as well, too. Not only is it spicy, it gives the cooking an aroma. It tastes spicy, too. And it makes you feel good.
1: Oh, absolutely. He can do that to you. It's amazing, isn't it, how ingredients and spices travel from one continent to the other. Now, Chef, you've come to study these ingredients, Now, Chef, everybody wants to know about Pa Salo. You're his aunt. Give us some inside info there.
3: Nice boy. He was her favourite nephew. They're very, very close. (inaudible) Funny sign language. They used to talk a lot until he grew up. And yeah, (inaudible) now he's growing up. She doesn't want to let him (inaudible) go, but yeah, (inaudible) he's busy. So she said she'll (inaudible) always love him. And that's her favourite nephew. Bridget
2: Leslie there speaking with the deaf chef, Mariama Sosse, with the kind assistance of her nephew who voiced her sign language for us. Mariama's on Instagram, at deafchef.
0: And, Rita, if you'd like to see a little bit of that interview, to see how it worked with Bridget, with Mariama and her nephew, have a look on our Instagram, Travel Writers Radio, have a look on the feed there. There's a little video that just shows you how it worked. It was quite a project, as Bridget explained to me, to get it all together and then to actually execute the uh, the interview because uh, there was obviously a time factor waiting for the question to be translated, for the answer to come back and be translated. So it, she did a great job. And I think, interesting, We we haven't actually really featured a lot of disability or ability, as you whichever way you want to see the glass half full or half empty. it's it, But it's important to the industry, I would have thought, particularly in chefing, Rita, to have all your faculties. Or are well, you aware of uh, that, that I, people do without?
2: There was another deaf chef in Australia whose cooking was wonderful and who ran a fantastic kitchen because. Everyone had to pay attention to him quite differently from normal. And he wasn't a chef who shouted. I mean, it's it's interesting the way we see abilities and disabilities. I've always thought that extreme bad temper in a kitchen was a disability. And heaven knows there's been enough of that down the years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, indeed and you know there there have been questions about whether chefs who smoked a lot had really good taste whether chefs who were alcoholic or addicted to drugs were able to taste properly or function properly those are, those are kind of social disabilities the physical disabilities are different things. People do all sorts of things. And it it may be that we go back to Jack Delos's thinking, um, what happens in your head is, a, is, is the great decider. If you think you can't,
0: you can't. No, that's true. I but, think you're absolutely right.
2: But you also need a, a community and a workplace around you. And you need a workplace that says, okay you're really good at doing this, what do we have to do to enable you to continue to do it really well? Mm. It's, you know, it's not only an individual question, it's the workplace
0: question too. Sure, and it's going to reflect back to uh, the front of house, to the wait staff, They're probably going to have to, yeah. you know, make more information uh, available on the note to the chef as to who, who this customer is. Um, yep. what their particular tastes are, because you could convey it in a few spoken words. But if the chef's, uh, you know, under pressure, not able to uh, give the same amount of time to the waiter that he might oh, normally, I, you know. Well, I,
2: th- I, think, I think people read quickly. I, I look, every, everything's possible if you want to, not everything, but most things mm. are possible if you want them to be so.
0: Mm. Uh, well, it's interesting, and I, I good on uh, Bridget for finding a, a story yeah. like that. She, she loves to find these unusual stories from overseas. Yeah, they right. all involve but, food, uh, so we <laughs> love them.
2: Right. But think of what happens in sport. I mean with the the other Olympic Games, and people who are disabled are able you know, have all sorts of abilities, and it depends what you focus on, whether a particular disability means that you're generally disabled or simply not able to do one part of the job, and everyone can work around that if they want to
0: indeed. I need to train my seeing-eye dog to type better than he does. <laughs>
2: yes. Well, As you've dogs... noticed
0: on the script today. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I do. But there's, we have the ability to correct that too. We do.
0: This is The Travel Writer Show on Jair 88FM in Melbourne.